Welcome to Destiny Revival Ministries Sermon of the Week. Thank you for joining us. You can stay up to date through our social media or give from the link in the details. We hope this message blesses you. I just want to kind of touch back on from where we were, not last week, but the week before. Somebody say this, seek ye first the Kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. The Passion Translation in that same verse says, so above, it says here, so above all, constantly seek God's Kingdom and His righteousness. Then all these less important things will be given to you um, abundantly, will be given to you in abundance. So as you make the main thing the main thing, God's gonna, out of the overflow of making the main thing the main thing, God's gonna take care of you. Uh, You know, the book of Haggai says, if we take care of His house, He'll take care of our house, amen? And so that's just a simple, we focus on Him and then everything else is gonna be taken care of. If you have your Bibles, go with me to 1 Timothy. I wanna read a quick portion of this and I wanna move forward into uh, where we left off the last time. 1 Timothy, let me just see where I wanna start this time. All right, uh, I would say from... Verse nine. Hang on a second. For we have uh, chapter six. Sorry, Uh, First Timothy chapter six. I'm trying to see which one I want to start. Okay, verse seven. It says here, for we have brought nothing into this world, so we cannot take anything out of it either. Somebody say, I brought nothing in. I take nothing out. And in all my years of experience and and being around the ministry and being a a second generation minister of the Gospel from my mom and dad and growing up around the things of God, I've never ever seen anybody packing their bags knowing they were close to their expiration date saying, well, these are the things I'm taking into glory with me. Are you with me? So we brought nothing in, we can take nothing out. Uh, Whatever's in your bank account won't help you. You know, of course, the only thing you have uh, that you leave behind is the Bible says, you know, go out and multiply. So many of you have multiplied and you have family and those become inheritances for your children. Amen. And so saying that we have a divine inheritance given to us by God. He's given us um, uh, blessings in this earth that He wants to get to us to get through us. And the reason I'm touching on this portion of Scripture as we read a little bit further here, it says, but those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a snare that uh, many foolish and harmful desires which plunge men into ruin and destruction for the love of money. Somebody say love of money. money. Is a root of all sorts of evil. All right. Thank you very much. You guys are very attentive. And some by longing for it have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs, and then it continues to say, but flee these things, you man of God, and pursue righteousness. There we go, there's that word. Pursue righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Passion Translation, all these things shall be added to you in abundance or abundantly. Come on, are you with me? And it says here, fight the good fight of faith, take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and you were made, um, uh, that you, and you made by the, by the confession, by your confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Jesus Christ who testified the good confession before Pontius Pilate that you keep the commandment without stain or reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus. So I wanna talk along these 
uh, lines just simply because um, that we need to lay the foundation that we have to settle in our hearts whether money has us or whether we have, um, we have the ability to make money work for us. And the reality was, and I said this two weeks ago, the reality is, and, and I'm sorry to say, and, I, and, and I'm not, there's nobody in this room that I'm, this applies to. Um, maybe there is. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to be the judge. I don't know your heart's not my place to judge your heart. Uh, only God knows the heart. But I will say this, some people cannot have that kind of finances because they're not going to know how to deal with it. Do you know that most people, and we had a conversation not too long ago, that win the lottery, end up within a, a short amount of time. Uh, and this is the, like, I mean, 80% to 90% of people that win the lottery, they actually end up worse off than they've ever been in a short amount of time after willing, winning millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Worse off than they were. Because they didn't know how to handle it. Amen? Because yeah. you've got to have wisdom. Amen? You can have knowledge, but knowledge and wisdom work together. You know, knowledge is just information in your head. Wisdom is being able to apply what's in your head. Amen. But anyway, the point of the matter is sometimes, you know, we, we, you know, it's not that God can't trust us, but He's not going to be in a hurry to put something into your life that's going to take you out. Are you with me? And if you'll force yourself and try hard enough, then He's not going to usurp authority and stop you and He'll let you do what you wanna do. You know, King, King Saul was king over Israel and it was never God's intention. It was never God's intention for Saul to be king over Israel. He said, you guys want a king? Okay, I'm gonna give you a king. Are you with me? So they got something that was never God's first intention. In fact, I believe that David actually really was the one that God wanted to have king at that time, but they were a season ahead of time. Are you with me? Now, uh, you know, somebody said, well, how can you say that? That's, I'm just saying, I believe that. It's not taking anybody to hell. It's not heresy. Are you with me? The point of the matter is, is that God, we, 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 we need to determine what we want. Why do we want? We don't, he, the Bible says He supplies all of my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He supplies, how many of you know that when God supplies your needs, you're a blessed man and woman? How many of you would agree with me that somebody who is blessed is somebody who says, I have no needs? That's, that's the condition of the early church. There was no need among them. I'm not saying it existed all the time. Now, when I say there was no need among them, it doesn't mean there was no need outside of them. I'm talking about the church here. Are you with me? Come on. When we talk about God is not mocked, that which a man sows, that shall he also reap. Uh, you know, it says, you know, uh, you know, he who sows sparing. Well, I don't want to go into that now, but let me just go ahead. God's not mocked. And then, and then it continues in the book of Galatians. It says, now do good, especially to those who are of the household of faith. In other words, we, as much as possible, will take care of the ones in the house. It doesn't mean we're not taking care of the ones outside of the house. Are you with me? But just understand Jesus, somebody say Jesus. I'm telling you something Jesus said. Jesus said, the poor you will have with you how often? Always. Always. 
Jesus said that. So you're going to have poor people around you always. That's what happened when the alabaster box was poured on the head of Jesus. The disciples became indignant about something holy. Imagine this, that what He saw as a holy thing, the disciples saw as disgraceful. So, I mean, they were on two different playing fields. The perception, the perspective of what took place was completely different. One must have thought, you know, this is crazy. And the other one, come on. And that religious spirit is alive and well today. And our call is to help people that have needs. I understand all of that. But just remember the poor you will have with you always. Amen? Amen. And the bottom line is until Jesus Himself comes back again, you know, until everything is all said and done and the last amen is said, at that point, none of that will exist anymore. Are you with me? Anyway, so let me go back to this whole thing. So our foundation is is that we've got to get our heart right pertaining to this area. But why am I even talking about this in the first place is because every one of us have been given hands and feet. And God wants to bless the work of our hands. You can never, ever be in the position of giving if you are always only in the position of receiving. Come on. God wants us to, God wants us, God wants to break the the mindset and 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 I, I'm not giving it any credence, but I will say this: there is a a Poverty mindset. There is a poverty spirit that is that is keeping the people of God. And somehow the church has been sold on the lie that to be poor is a holy thing and it's okay. Thank God if I've just got Jesus. And yes, if you've just got Jesus, that's great. But what about when you understand part of the, the message that we're preaching here on Sundays, when we say half of the gospel has been what you've been saved from, but the other half of the gospel is what you've been saved for You see, I believe the church is locked up in that mentality because they are holding on to the first part of that revelation of what they've been saved from. And now they're sitting in their closets waiting for Jesus to come back at some point, uh, whenever that is. And we all agree Jesus is coming back. The other side of that coin is, is that God has, God, you, you, you are a steward in this life over everything that God wants to bring into your life. And God didn't just call you to save you from a past. Yes, that is vitally important to have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. There is nothing more important, but God, secondary to that, has got a destiny for your life and He wants to bless you to be a blessing. 
So the more that you can contain for Him, the more influence and capacity you have to do more for the Kingdom of God. You see, my mission isn't that I'm trying to get more anointed on Sundays. I'm not trying to get any more anointed. I am as anointed as I'll ever be. Why? Because the fullness of Christ came to dwell on the inside of me as much as the fullness of Christ is on the inside of you. The only difference in the glory realm is that I'm getting more and more revelation of what's already there. The point of the matter is, and me even saying all of that, is that we carry a message and the resources of the earth help us grow the platform to get that sound to more ears. That's it. And we wanna be a people of the kingdom that understand our destiny is in one shape, whether I'm preaching or I'm not preaching, whether I'm called in the workplace and God is using me, whether I'm, whether I'm gonna be doing the outreach, whether I'm doing this, whatever, God's called me. But outside of also that, He has also caused, called me to be a shareholder in this thing called the kingdom of God, which by the way, as you have discovered, when we talk about being a shareholder here in the vision, of the house is God is raising up an army of 300. And as you've seen, this is not about one man. Amen. This is about men and women of God being raised up to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We're done with the model of building on one man. We can only do so much with one man. What happens if we get the fire of God on many more than one man that can be going out into the highways and the byways? I'm telling you, we're gonna kick some devil butt and take some names. Come on now, somebody. Oh no, I'm, I'm, look, I'm telling you right now. I am, I mean, I'm releasing marching orders in the Holy Ghost. We are seeing an army. It's not fictitious. It's happening. We will bless the Lord. Have an army of 300, arm, an army of 300 warriors. We're gonna have a people full of the Holy Ghost that when you stand in a room and you look at their eyes, there's fire burning. There is a, there's a glory of God. And when they open their mouth, fire erupts from them. When they lift their hands, glory comes out of it. When they put their hands out, miracles happen. That's what we are raising up. We will not be another church on another corner. We are here to make a difference for Him. That's the sound that we are emitting in the Spirit. So we speak to the forces of darkness. You will not have your way. We're coming and we are going large and Jesus will build His church and we will be the army that He's called us to be. They are more for us than are against us. That's fun. 
I've been sitting in services just like this under similar sounds before and the fire of God will just grip my feet. I'm telling you right now, I mean, it's like a fire shut up in my bones because it's the Spirit of God deep crying unto deep. Because you hear the sound of life. It's not just, just this thing that we're, we're coming. Where this is not a club where we come to feel good on a Sunday. We are here on a mission for the Kingdom of God. And we are militant, bless God. Amen. We are fundamentalists. Amen. So, we are fundamentalists. What is a fundamentalist? Just simply this, you know, just somebody that believes the Word from Genesis to Revelation, hallelujah. And, and we don't have permission to take away what we don't wanna take away, to put in what we wanna put in and choose and pick and choose and say, well, this and that. And I mean, like, that's what, we, what, that's what we've ended up in this mess because of, we, 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 we try to pick and make the Word. You see, it's not, we're not trying to find enough Scriptures to make it suit whatever we want. We've gotta take the Scriptures and we've gotta take what we feel and submit it and die to our flesh and surrender to that Word in order for Jesus to be magnified through us. The Word does not submit to us, we submit to the Word. And we will not peddle a message that makes people feel comfortable. We will, we will preach the Word that will challenge you and confront you in love, in love. Come on, uh, there's nothing in what I'm saying here tonight that makes you feel like, oh my God, He's really being hard on me today. <laughs> it's not what you're hearing. You are feeling the Spirit of God pounding in your chest saying, yes, yes. And you're going, yes, because your spirit and his spirit are in agreement. I'm watching my timer. The fact of the matter is, the Bible says, while earth remains seed time and harvest cold and heat, winter and summer and day and night shall not cease. So so those laws don't cease. Are you with me? We're not preaching. We are preaching live live every day in expectancy of the coming of the Lord Jesus. Like He could come right now. But every moment that He hasn't come, that's where we go. We still have another hour. We still have had. Another, we've got. We've got another day. We, we. We. We might have another. I don't know what it looks like. But. But. But while we are under the weightiness of the eternal plan of God, that while we have that, we're not. We're not like I said. We're not packing to get out of here. We're saying, God, use my hands and feet, so that I can do more for you. To understand the revelation of it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. I'm talking about in the expansion of the kingdom now, whatever that looks like. 
This is not about take, we're, we've already received the offering. This is not about taking an offering. I'm not talking about the subject because we're trying to grab you by the ankles, twist you enough so enough money falls out of your pockets. This is about you and God's destiny for your life. And I'm here to tell you, there is so much more on the inside of you that God is wanting to manifest. And in concluding for this morning here, I'm gonna go ahead and read this, Matthew chapter 25, verse 14. I'm gonna go all the way through to verse 29. How many of you being blessed this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. It says here, For it is just like a man about to go on a journey who called his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to them. To the one he gave five, to the other he gave two, and the other he gave one, each according to his own ability. So God brings increase or gives us according to our ability. Come on, to each one has been dealt and given the measure of grace. And when he went on his journey, immediately the one who had received the five talents went and traded them and gave five more. In the same manner, the one who had two talents gained two more, but he who received one talent went away and dug it in, dug it in a hole and, and uh, in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled the accounts. The one who had five, received five talents came up and brought five more saying, Master, you entrusted me with f- uh, five and see that I I've gained five more talents. And his master said to him, well done, good and faithful slave, good and faithful servant, which just says slave here. Come on, we are slaves to Christ. You were faithful with a few things and I'll put you in charge of, I'll put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Also the one who had received two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted uh, me with two talents. Um, See, I've gained two more talents. His master said, well done, good and faithful slave and servant. You were faithful in a few things and I'll make you in charge of many things. Enter ye into the joy of your master. And the one who had given one talent came and said, Master, I knew, uh, I knew, uh, uh, sorry, I knew you to be a a master, a a hard man, sorry, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you you scattered no seed. And I was afraid and, and went away and hid your talent in the ground. So you have what is yours. But his master answered and said to him, you wicked, lazy, you knew that I reap where I do not sow and gather where I have scattered no seed. Then you have ought to have put my money in the bank where it, come on, I'm gonna elaborate, where it could have at least earned interest. And upon arrival, I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore, take away the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. For to everyone who has, more shall be given and he will have an abundance from the one who does not have and even what he has shall be taken away. Now, we were born into this world with nothing. We get to take nothing with us, but we were born with a purpose. Before the foundation of the world, your your mother knew you. Uh, The Lord knew you. Your mom and dad didn't know you. (laughs) God, that was false doctrine. I apologise. I take that back. That was in reverse. You never heard anything. Look at this. Sorry, men in black. So we were born with a purpose given to us by God before the foundation of the world. And what He did give you was abilities, talents and gifts. And God has not called us in this life to bury our talents and gifts. 
He's called us to multiply them, to be faithful with them. And as we are faithful with them, He's going to give us more. Come on. You are going to be loaded up with more. My sister, you are going to be loaded up with more. God will bless the work of your hands. You keep on doing what you're doing. You will see a great opportunity will open up for you. Well, what about me? Well, you too. I'm, I'm done now, but I'm just kind of wrapping this up. Understand, you are not a slave to money. You don't need to love money. When you look at it and, you, and, and, and you're, and you're uh, uh, getting increase in that realm on the financial side of it, your only motivation for the increase in that area is because you are driven by eternity. Because if you're not, you will be susceptible to allowing the spirit of greed and the love of money to come into your life. where it will control you. Are you with me? Come on. Again, I'm speaking to you on what God has for your life. Oh, you, you know, it's kind of like in the Spirit, I'm like, should, like, it's like, am I supposed to be excited about this? Am I, should I, am I allowed to be excited about this? Absolutely. Because why? You're not sitting there going, you're not sitting at the doorstep of what you've been saved from. You've now, the light of revelation has knocked on the door of your heart. And you understand now that you're saved, you've got a call of God on your life and you've got to walk into the house called destiny. And in that house, come on, there are many doors and there are many things that God has want to multiply and bring into your hands. Ultimately, that you can be a blessing to the kingdom. Oh, but don't worry. Guess what? He said, when you make that your focus, He'll give you everything else. And when He gives you everything else, it's not gonna have you. That's why He can trust you and say, hey, here's some more. Oh my goodness, oh, okay. Oh, here's some more. And here's some more. And here's some more. And we've got to put ourselves in the, in the position of saying, where He can add, all these things shall be added to us. We've got to put ourselves in the position where all of these things can be added to us. So we need to adjust whatever needs to be adjusted so that the fullness of His plans can be manifest through us. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I know that you're much more excited than what you look right now. All right, this is my ending phrase. I see you in the future and you look much better than you look right now. Come on, look at your neighbour right now. Say that. I see you in the future and you look much better than you look right now. I know you're, you're young and you're a little bit slightly more mature. Uh, you're, you're like a vintage, you know. Look at each other right now. Quickly, you two. Yeah, come on. I see you in the future and you look much better than you look right now. Now you looked at him and you thought, well, that's easy for you to say. You're still young. And you, and you looked at her and you thought, man, I need faith for this. I don't know if I'm lying to her. 
Nothing's impossible with God. Come on. All right, we're done. Thank you, Jesus. Can we give us Jesus a shout of praise? All right, last thing, as we leave and we are, as we go our way, I wanna say this really quickly. Say this with me. Jesus, Jesus. is building His church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Hallelujah. God bless you, everybody. 